In today's episode, I will provide you with a total of 15 things you can do to make your SharePoint sites more secure. Welcome to the SharePoint Maven podcast. If you are an end user, power user, or administrator, frustrated and overwhelmed with all the constant changes happening in SharePoint Online and Office 365, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Each week, you can expect easy, insightful, and actionable steps that will help you correctly set up and adapt to SharePoint and Office 365. And now, your host, Greg Zelfand. Hello again, this is Greg from SharePoint Maven, and welcome to episode number 44 of the SharePoint Maven podcast. So in today's episode, we'll talk about security. Security in SharePoint is always on top of everyone's mind, and that's obviously totally understandable uh, as we uh, organize our files and folders and you know important documents. Uh, essentially, our intellectual property in SharePoint, we want it to be secure. I do consulting and training with my clients, and security is always the number one question, all right? Most of the questions I get uh, when I deliver training or do consulting, uh, most of the questions I get from my clients uh, about security, how to properly secure the site, how to properly share content with other users internal and external to organizations so that users only get to see what has been shared with them. Long story short, security is not something that you can just easily ignore. Uh, really, really important to the overall success of your organization. So for this episode, I compiled a list of 15 things that will help you with the security of your stuff in SharePoint. So let's get started. So the first thing you can do to make your content more secure is adjust your external sharing settings. By default, uh, all the team sites, this is the sites that are connected to Microsoft 365 groups, are automatically enabled for external sharing, while communication sites are automatically disabled for external sharing. You can control external sharing at a global level uh, in SharePoint Admin Center, but you can also control external sharing at the site level as well. So while I encourage leaving external sharing on, uh, on most of the sites, there might be certain sites where you might want to turn it off. And what I encourage you to do is go to the SharePoint Admin Center. Obviously, you have to be an admin to do that. And find those sites that um, you know contain uh, super confidential or secure content and essentially disable external sharing uh, at the site level within the SharePoint Admin Center. The second thing you can do to make your content more secure in SharePoint is also something you can configure within the SharePoint Admin Center, and that is you can configure external sharing by domain. So if you do decide to enable external sharing by default, what that means, you can share it with uh, pretty much anyone, okay? You can share it to any external email address. Uh, it could be, you know, somebody at Gmail, somebody at Yahoo, or really any external email address for that matter. Uh, so what you can do is specify certain trusted uh, email domains that you will allow external sharing with. Uh, for example, let's say I'm your trusted partner, I'm your contractor. What you can do is specify uh, SharePointMaven.com as a trusted domain. So what that means is that you, your users will be able to share externally just with the users from my domain. What that means is that if someone tries to share a site or file a folder with Greg at SharePointMaven.com, they will be able to do it just fine. However, if they try to share a site with greg at gmail.com, it will prevent them from doing so. You can also use the same feature to block certain domains. For example, uh, you're okay with users sharing uh, to 
uh, kind of work related emails. All right, but you might want to block uh, sharing with a gmail.com or yahoo.com. Uh, all right, uh, essentially the free email services out there. So this might not be a bad option altogether because while you allow external sharing, you pretty much block a certain set of users uh, from uh, accessing your site from outside. Now, as I deliver all these tips and tricks for you, I realize it's uh, a bit challenging to visualize it. Obviously, this is a podcast. Um, so what I will do is include uh, a number of links uh, to my blog posts uh, that do contain videos and images describing those features. Uh, so I will include those links in the show notes uh, of this particular episode. Thing number three you can do to improve security in SharePoint is specify default link permission. Let me explain to you what I mean by that. So by default, when you uh, share, uh, when you right-click on a file or folder within SharePoint and when you uh, share um, a file, again, a folder with someone, by default, it comes up with people in your organization link. And obviously, if you generate this link, uh, that means that this link will allow someone, anyone within your organization to access the content. Well, what if I don't want to do that? Uh, what if I want to generate a link to uh, share the item but uh, with someone, but uh, I want to assure that uh, this file or folder will only be accessible by those who already have access uh, to a given site. I don't want to grant any additional privileges. So you can do this manually, right? Essentially, if the user uh, chooses people with existing access uh, type of link, um, they obviously can generate uh, this more secure link, but they, this is something they have to do manually. What you can do from the SharePoint Admin Center side of things, though, is you can configure or change the default uh, link type. So instead of people in your organization default link type, the new default link type could be people with existing access. And this way, when users just want to quickly generate a link to, uh, to the content, uh, file or folder, or whatever they, uh, they're trying to share with someone, uh, by default, when they right click and generate a link, uh, by default, it will always um, generate this more secure link not people with, uh, within the organization type of link. So this way, it's not really going to create any unique permissions for a file or folder. This way, it literally just uh, creates a, a link um, you know, directly to the content. And uh, as long as the users already have access uh, to the site, to this content, they will be able to access uh, the stuff, no problem at all. Thing number four you can do to make your content more secure is specify a network location or IP addresses where you will allow access to SharePoint uh, and OneDrive from. So by default, anyone within your organization uh, can access uh, any SharePoint site, obviously, as long as they have access to the site. Uh, but it doesn't really matter. They could be uh, sitting in a coffee shop, at home, at work. Uh, as long as they have Wi-Fi, uh, they can access other sites, not a problem. However, what you can also do is specify um, unique IP addresses essentially designate certain locations uh, where users will be able to access the sites from. So, for example, if you just want them to access the site from uh, from the office building, right? You would essentially specify that network location, the IP, the IP addresses uh, that are applicable uh, within your office, and uh, it, this way it will prevent them from uh, accessing the same site from anywhere else. Now, this particular feature is probably a bit problematic in terms of setup, given the current state of affairs and the tendency for uh, people to work from home now these days. So this feature might not really be applicable to you, but I still wanted to mention it to you just in case if it will be. 
uh, really depends obviously on your use cases. Thing number five you can do to make your content more secure in SharePoint is to properly set up security for your SharePoint site. I know what you're probably thinking. Well, thanks Greg for telling us something we already knew. I can't tell you how many times when I work with a client and I check out uh, site security and it's just all over the place. There are like 10 site owners and uh, these people should really have been members or certain people are members and they really just need a read-only access uh, to the content so they need to, to be visitors. It's almost like there is really no security on the site, all right? So make sure to properly set security for your site, all right? Full control means full control. If you make someone an owner essentially grant a full admin access to the site, well, guess what? They can delete your site. If you want your users to just read and download content, well, make them a visitor. Don't add them as a member. When they're a member, they can pretty much add, edit, delete anything on the site. And that includes um, documents, that includes site pages, pretty much everything you have on your site. I always tell my clients to give the minimum access to the users they need to do that job. Another thing you can do to make your content more secure is uh, create a custom permission level. Now, I'm not a huge fan of uh, deviating away from the out-of-the-box setup, but sometimes there is a scenario when you want your users to, say, uh, be able to add and edit uh, documents, but not be able to delete them. Well, unfortunately, out of the box, such a permission level does not exist. Uh, we have added uh, permission level, which allows users to add, edit, delete stuff uh, on the site. And then the next one uh, is the read-only, essentially the visitor access, which uh, only allows uh, to read and download. There is nothing really in between. So in such cases, you might need to create a custom permission level that will allow users to add and edit content on a site but not uh, be able to delete it. Now, uh, there is a bit of a setup involved, all right? And uh, once again, I will include instructions uh, within the show notes uh, for this particular episode as well. Thing number seven you can do to make your content more secure is adjust your site sharing settings. Now, this is probably even more important than setting up security for your site. Let me explain. When you set up your site security, let's say um, you know, I'm the owner of the site and I decide to make Mary, my co-worker, a member of the site. So I put Mary into the site members group. Uh, Mary will be able to add, edit, delete content on my site. However, another thing that Mary will be able to do, she will be able to share the site, files or folders with anyone she wants. So what Mary can do, she can literally just go to the site, all right, my team site, and uh, go to site permissions and invite anyone she wants to the site. Likewise, she can right-click on any file or folder and share those files and folders with anyone she wants as well. And this users could be internal or external to the organization. And I will not be even notified about this, all right? Essentially, when uh, any team member decides to share um, the site files or folders, um, the, the owners are not really notified. So in case Mary decides to invite her colleague John uh, into the site, uh, all Mary has to do is just click on gear icon, site permissions, um, uh, invite John, share the site with John. John will be added automatically into the site members group and John will be just like Mary, all right? Essentially, John will be able, uh, will be able to add, edit, delete anything on the site. John will become uh, a member just like Mary. And I will not even notice I've been a site owner. Essentially, I will not even be notified. Uh, the only time I, I will probably know about this if I go to the uh, site permissions and uh, find John 
uh, in the uh, members group of the site. And this is how um, SharePoint works out of the box. This is how sharing works in SharePoint out of the box. Essentially, uh, it's pretty liberal by default, right? Microsoft wants us to uh, collaborate and share the content uh, with, uh, with each other. So by default, it's pretty liberal and anyone can pretty much invite anyone they want. However, if you are a site owner, you can adjust site sharing settings. So if you navigate to the gear icon uh, and then click on site permissions, and then you will obviously see the three groups um, that are part of your site, you know, owners, members, visitors, uh, right below that, there will be a link uh, called change how members share a site. And when you click on that link, it will allow you to adjust the site sharing setting. So by default, uh, it pretty much will tell you anyone can share uh, the site files and folders. You can downgrade it uh, such that only site owners can share the whole site, uh, but you will still allow your members to share uh, files and folders. Or if you're a control freak, you can totally disable sharing altogether. Essentially, members will not be able to share the site files or folders, only site owners will. So this is a very, very important setting. Uh, in my opinion, uh, you know, many users just not, don't know about this. Uh, so if you went through the trouble of setting up a security for your SharePoint site, make sure to also to, to properly adjust site sharing settings as well. Thing number eight you can do to make your site more secure is prevent page editing. So by default, uh, members of the site, all right, those with added uh, permission level privileges, uh, they can pretty much add, edit, delete any content they want. And this applies to not just documents, all right, uh, the, the, you know, the files and folders you will have in your document library. Uh, this also applies to the site pages as well. SharePoint page um, is considered just like another piece of content, all right? If the users can edit an Excel document, they can also edit a SharePoint page. So what that means is that uh, your members can also edit the look and feel of your SharePoint site essentially by uh, modifying the layout of the page. So they can change the layout, they can add web parts to the page, they can remove web parts from the page, uh, they can create additional pages. And you might want to prevent that, all right? Maybe if it's a team site, all right, uh, for a small group of users, that's totally fine. But if it's a formal communication site, a department communication site, uh, you, you really don't want uh, your users to uh, mess with the pages, just maybe the content. In that case, you will need to prevent your users from uh, editing those pages. How do you make it happen? Well, you will need to break inheritance between the site pages library and the SharePoint site. Uh, and again, I will include instructions uh, within the show notes as well. Thing number nine you can do to make your content more secure is possibly prevent synchronization of your SharePoint document libraries. Now, from my experience, lots of accidental deletions that occur in SharePoint are due to the fact that users synchronize the SharePoint document libraries to their computers. Uh, and obviously this allows them to uh, conveniently access and uh, work on documents from Windows Explorer. But this also serves as the potential place for mistakes because what ends up happening is that the users synchronize the library and then they try to uh, maybe delete a bunch of files on their Windows Explorer because they maybe need additional storage on their laptop or something. And they don't realize that it's a two-way sync between uh, their computer and SharePoint document library. So once they delete the documents on their computer, it uh, instantly deletes 
uh, the documents on a SharePoint site. So obviously all those items end up in the recycle bin. They're still recoverable, uh, but sometimes I've seen situations where users accidentally delete, you know, five, 10, 15,000 documents all at once. Now I realize that this OneDrive sync is extremely useful and convenient, uh, but in cases, if you, you know, worry about your intellectual property being stored on, you know, somebody's laptop, uh, if you want to prevent those accidental deletions, you might want to disable OneDrive Sync. Again, this is not something you need to do across the board, right? Uh, this is something maybe you, you, you might want to do on a select few sites or select few document libraries uh, within your organization. Thing number 10 you can do to make your content more secure is enable audience targeting feature. Now, audience targeting is not really a security feature, all right? It doesn't um, you know, manage the security of the content, but what it does manage is who will see the content. For example, you can enable audience targeting on navigation. So when you build your hub navigation and have a bunch of sites, you know, uh, been accessible from the hub navigation, you can also enable audience targeting such that only certain users will see a link uh, within the navigation. So say you have an HR team site, a private HR team site, uh, and uh, let's say I log in, I'm part of HR, uh, I will see the link in the, within the hub navigation. If um, another user who is not part of HR uh, logs into the same you know, uh, hub site, internet hub site, uh, that user will not even see the link within the navigation. Now, again, uh, audience targeting is not really the same as security, all right? Uh, whether or not I, uh, I'm part of that HR team and uh, have access to the site itself doesn't really matter. All right, we're talking about uh, security on display, security on the link, if you will. We can also enable audience targeting on other elements as well. For example, we can enable audience targeting on news posts. So only select users, you know, select groups of users will have access uh, to specific news posts and uh, while others will not. Likewise, we can also enable audience targeting uh, on uh, documents, on document library. For example, if I'm part of a sales team within the organization and there are a bunch of policies residing somewhere in a document library, once, once you um, enable audience targeting on the, on the library and designate, um, you know, maybe a subset of documents to be only, you know, seen by a sales team, what you can then do is uh, on the main SharePoint page, um, um, you know, add a highlighted content web part and essentially a query, a query for those documents that are targeted towards the sales team and present them to me on the main page. Now, again, I, I do realize if you are new to audience targeting, it might be a bit challenging uh, to kind of understand, you know, without seeing the images and uh, how it's uh, working and how it's set up. Uh, that's why, uh, again, I'm going to include a number of uh, URLs uh, within the show notes of this episode so that you can go ahead and uh, read the posts and watch the videos and see this in action uh, after listening to this episode. Thing number 11 you can do to keep your content more secure is enable retention policies uh, within the compliance center. Now, the way it works in SharePoint, obviously, right? If you uh, upload content and then someone deletes that content, it uh, goes to the recycle bin, all right? So let's say somebody deletes a bunch of files and folders from the library, it goes to the recycle bin uh, where it resides for 93 days. And uh, if you did not recover that content within the 93 days, well, it's gone forever at that point. There is no way to restore it. 
that can change though, all right? We can change that behavior uh, if we do set up a retention policy. This is something you would do from the compliance center uh, within Microsoft 365, and then you would essentially apply those retention policies uh, e either to the whole site, uh, you can apply it to a library, a given folder, or even a given document. Depending on how you set up your retention policies, because you can create a, a policy on the whole site again, or uh, you can um, you know, set up a retention policy via uh, compliance or retention labels, uh, the behavior might be a little bit different, but essentially uh, it will prevent you from, say, deleting uh, a document within a certain period of time. So say you set up a retention policy uh, to keep your content for seven years, and then after that it could be deleted. Well, guess what? During the, you know, let's say the first seven years after the uh, document was created, uploaded, or modified, essentially um, users will not be able to delete those files. Uh, and obviously after the expiration of that period, they will. Now that's a great mechanism really, all right? If you're worried about uh, your content, uh, once you set up retention policies, it will physically prevent users from deleting content uh, from your SharePoint site. Thing number 12 you can do to keep your content more secure, kind of related uh, to what I mentioned you know, previously about the retention policies. Another thing you can do is set up data loss prevention policies. This is something you would set up uh, within the security center in Microsoft 365. And what data loss prevention policy allows you to do, it allows you to prevent certain actions uh, on a document uh, in case it contains some confidential information. So for example, let's say you store a bunch of documents in SharePoint and they happen to have personally identifiable information of a user, uh, like maybe a social security number, uh, all right, or a credit card number or a driver license number. And let's say I'm trying to share that document with someone outside of the organization. Um, obviously, if external sharing is enabled, uh, by default, it will allow me to do that. However, through data loss prevention policy, what you can do is prevent certain actions uh, for documents that contain um, you know, this confidential information. So for example, if the document uh, contains a 16-digit credit card number, uh, it will recognize that policy will recognize that and will prevent me from sharing the document externally. Or I might not be able to download a document or print it again if it contains such information. Thing number 13 you can do to keep your content more secure in SharePoint sites is configure settings in Microsoft Teams. The reality is that uh, most of the sites we have these days are connected to Microsoft Teams. Uh, when a user creates a new team, uh, it obviously spins up a new SharePoint site, and that's where obviously all the files and folders reside. And within Teams, uh, members, the regular team members can really do a lot, just like they can uh, on a SharePoint site. In Microsoft Teams, uh, you know, team members can really do a lot. And one of the things they can do is they can uh, add and delete channels within Microsoft Teams. Now, when users decide to create a standard channel and then later they decide to delete it, uh, it only deletes the conversation part uh, of it, all right, of the channel. Uh, the folder that's created as a result of the standard channel uh, does not get deleted. However, situation is different for private channels. When you create a private channel in Microsoft Teams, it spins up a whole new separate SharePoint site. And when the user decides to delete a private channel, it deletes both the conversation piece as well as the 
related SharePoint site as well. So if you happen to upload some documents, all right, uh, within that private channel, um, by default, they will reside on the SharePoint site, uh, the brand new SharePoint site that could be provisioned for you as part of the uh, private channel. But guess what? When you delete the private channel again, the whole site, that site where the private documents reside, will get deleted as well. So it might not be a bad idea for you as a team owner to control that behavior. And when you manage your team, when you click on settings tab, uh, what you can do is prevent your members from creating and deleting channels. And this way only the group owners will be able to do so. Another thing you can do, thing number 14, you can do to uh, keep your content more secure is minimize the number of administrators on a SharePoint site. By default, uh, whoever creates a site, a team site, a communication site, uh, you know, by default, that user becomes the admin of the site, essentially a user with full control. And among other things, the user can pretty much delete the site altogether as well. And many, many times what I see is that there are just too many admins on a given SharePoint site. Uh, remember, an admin can delete a site, right? An admin can control settings on the site, but an admin can also delete the whole site. And in case of a team site, when that happens, you don't just delete a site, you delete everything that's part of the site, right? Uh, everything that's part of Microsoft 365 Group. Uh, it deletes the team, it, it deletes uh, plans uh, in Planner, it deletes uh, a calendar and Outlook, a distribution list, uh, etc you really do not need more than one or two admins who really understand what's going on, who really know what they're doing. You really don't need to have five or 10 admins uh, on a given team site. And trust me, I've seen such scenarios too many times. All right, the last thing you can do to keep your site more secure, uh, thing number 15 you can do is training. Now, this is probably the most important step out of all the ones I described to you today. All these things I described to you, all right, the previous 14 steps, uh, this is where you had, you know, they, they kind of relate on physical things you had to do, you know, something in terms of setup, configuration, etc. And they're all good things, all right, don't get me wrong, they're all great things uh, you can do uh, to keep your site more secure. But the number one thing, the number one thing, in my opinion, that will really make your site more secure is training. Most of the issues that I observe, you know, happen uh, to my uh, clients, my loyal blog followers, is not due to the fact of some certain setup the site owner forgot to do. It's usually because of the training or lack of training, to be precise. SharePoint is not a file share. SharePoint is not a Dropbox. SharePoint is not a Facebook. Your users do need training on SharePoint. They need to understand the consequences of external sharing. They need to understand what the experience is for them and for the external parties. The users need to understand what happens when they sync, you know, press the sync button and synchronize the content to the laptop, you know, to prevent those accidental deletions I described to you earlier. The users need to understand how much time they have to recover content in case they decide to delete it, right? They need to know that they only got 93 days uh, in the recycle bin and then the stuff is deleted forever. There is no way to restore it. They also need to understand uh, the whole interdependency between, you know, SharePoint and teams you know they need to understand what happens when you create a private channel they need to understand what happens when you create a standard channel what happens when you delete both things like this is not something that most users can easily pick up on their own things like this require training 
And unfortunately, this is something that many organizations just uh, ignore and fail to acknowledge. So if you care about security uh, within your SharePoint site, if you are going to implement any of the steps, any of the features that I described to you in this particular episode, please, please, please do also include training within your implementation plan. All right, so that was my summary on the things you can do to keep your sites more secure. Uh, let me know if I missed anything. Uh, drop me an email, greg at sharepointmaven.com if you have a chance. Um, like I said, I will include a bunch of links in the show notes so you can reference all these different blog posts and videos and uh, implement those things on your own after listening to this episode. But for now, thank you very much for listening. Hope to see you on my blog, sharepointmaven.com and talk to you next week. Goodbye. Thank you very much for listening to the SharePoint Maven podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. 